It's Thursday, November 4th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, it's uh, Shane Bieber Day here on the podcast. Uh, this week, we are running down the Indians. This week, we are running down the Guardians and their uh, top players on their 40-man roster. We're looking at each player individually each day. Uh, we started with Jose Ramirez, Cal Quantrill, Emmanuel Classe, and the next guy up in, uh, according to Baseball References War Rankings, uh, Shane Bieber. And uh, this would be a, a completely different conversation, I think, uh, you know, if Bieber hadn't suffered uh, strained muscle in his uh, shoulder uh, in June and had to go on the, uh, the injured list and missed, you know, a significant chunk of the season. But uh, the, the story arc, I guess, for Bieber is that he did, did the rehab, came back, made a couple of appearances at the end of the year, and heads into the offseason, at least knowing that he doesn't have to rehab and can have a normal offseason uh, preparing for next year as the 2021 campaign uh, coming off of that Cy Young in 2020 really uh, wasn't what we expected or had hoped for out of Shane Bieber. Yeah, definitely, Joe. Uh, you know, when you're talking about uh, Shane Bieber being, you know, the fourth best player on your 40-man roster, I mean, either you've got, you know, an all-star at every position or something uh, is amiss. And, you know, unfortunately for Shane, you know, that's what happened in uh, 2021. Uh, his last start uh, before, he, you know, was on the uh, IL for over 100 days, was on June 13th against Seattle when he strained a muscle in his rotator cuff. He came back and uh, made two starts, uh, totaling six innings, you know, at the end of September. And, uh, you know, looked, looked pretty good, felt good. And like you said, he, you know, he was able to go into the offseason, convinced he was healthy, convinced that he could have a normal, off-season uh, training session and should be back uh, at the top of the rotation next season if all goes well. Yeah, 16 starts total for Bieber before, uh, you know, uh, 14 before the, uh, the injury and then two afterwards. Uh, a 7-4 and four record, a 3.17 ERA, which, you know, it's a, that's a, a, you know, not, not a terrible number for him but uh you know coming off of what he put up in 2020 you you would expect you know that's that's still a pretty good number though uh 96 innings 134 strikeouts so when we saw him at the beginning of the year you know think back to uh, all the the snowflakes flying in Detroit and his first outing of the season he he, he was Shane Bieber he was exactly what the Indy uh what, what Cleveland expected him to be coming out of the gate uh it, it just those those first couple of months there he he really did look like he was in the same form that he had been in, in his Cy Young win, uh, winning season yeah no doubt about that Joe he you know he had the great duel in Chicago against the White Sox he pitched great there uh he and he logged a lot of innings uh, early and uh you know Terry Francona kind of set him turned him loose and, um, you know, I don't know if that eventually caught up to him or, you know, was it the short season in 2020 
in you know in the sixty game sprint did that did that you know play into you know whatever happened to his shoulder but you know and and the, the worry the worrisome thing was you know he just didn't hurt his shoulder in that one start against Seattle on June thirteenth you know just from the way he had been talking about it you know it had the shoulder had been bothering him for a while and he'd been trying to pitch around it and finally he got to the point where. You know, he had to say no moss and uh, let's take a let's take a serious look at this thing. Right. And, you know, that's that's good in a way that that he finally, you know, sort of acquiesced and and, and let the trainers take over and, and tell him, you know, what needed to happen. But like you said, uh, if there's an issue there and, and and there were, you know, in the in the starts leading up to that, there was there was a bit of a, a drop off, a bit of a decline. Uh, in his his outings and and you know he, he was he was struggling it might not have necessarily shown up and his, his strikeout numbers were still good he's still you know able to do what what we what you expect to see out of Shane Bieber but he just wasn't the complete package at the time and and you could tell that uh, you know in the you know outings leading up to the injury yeah I mean in 2020 he was so dominant I mean every start was the same and and you you wondered, you know, in the back of your mind, could he do this for a full season? I mean, you know, is he going to be able to do this for 30, 32 starts? Uh, and I guess that's probably unrealistic to, to think that, that, you know, anybody could pitch at, at that high a level for that extended period of time. And uh, the encouraging thing is he ended the season healthy. Um, and, you know, now, uh, you know, we've got, now he's got to kind of reestablish himself, I would imagine. I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, the, I don't think there's a question mark about Shane Bieber going forward, but, uh, you know, you, you all, you're only as good as your last start, like, a, like any field goal kicker, right? You're only as good <laughs> as your last kick. And uh, so we'll have to see, um, you know, where he is, but I'm sure, you know, he's going to train hard in the winter. And as long as his, you know, he's, he's healthy, we're going to see this. We're going to see the Shane Bieber from, 2019 2020 and when he was at his uh, you know when he was pitching well this past season well if you're going to compare him to a field goal kicker I mean he's prime he's prime Adam Vinatieri right now when he's healthy <laughs> this is this is a, a, a dominant guy he's, you wouldn't want anybody else out there for for Cleveland uh I'm, I'm looking at uh his his contract status uh, he's arbitration eligible for the first time uh this year going in uh, MLB trade rumors, uh, their their sort of scale that they use to to predict what uh, arbitration figures are, and it's that's sort of a a guess, but it's it's pretty accurate as to you know what what offers might come out. Uh, they have met what four point eight million. That to me seems a little low, uh, especially for a guy who's got a um, uh, a Cy Young award you know in the bank already and. You know, when healthy is one of the top, you know, five pitchers in the league. I, I, I got, what do you think about that, uh, that number in terms of, uh, you know, if, if he does go to arbitration, what, what the award could be? Yeah. You know, that's, it's an interesting number. You know, those guys are usually in the ballpark. Uh, you know, uh, the guy that does those calculations for MLB trade rumors is, is usually pretty close. Uh, so, you know, I, I would think, uh, you know, that that's probably a fair number, probably leaning toward if your management, 
Uh, now, if you're a Shane Bieber's agent, you're probably thinking a little higher, uh, but you know, you don't have that full, that body of work, you know, you don't have that full season from 2021 to really, you know, state your case on. And, you know, it, it depends on the service group that Bieber is in, you know, compared to other pitchers that are in the same service group and uh, what he can do. But I think he's going to, one, one way or the other, Joe, I think what he make like just over 600 grand last season, he's going right. to get a sizable raise. He's going to. Right. Well, last year, if you, if you recall, it was, you know, he played for whatever that major league minimum was, uh, according to his service time, he didn't, uh, you know, there, there was no negotiating in terms of, he just went back and, and uh, took the contract that he had, he had played under lat, the, the previous season. Uh, if I, if I recall that correctly, that's what he did. Right. 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 He did not, uh, you know, they, they were willing to negotiate with him, but uh, he, he decided not to. And uh, you know, that was fine with him. So I think he ended up like just over 600 grand or something like that. Just, just around there. Uh, so um, well, you know, uh, you know, so so they'll they'll base that off that, but you know, I don't know if he's going to make a jump like Lindor made. You know, but we're we're thinking, you know, what Lindor made went went from you know the the minimum to about seven or ten million right away, right. And, I, and I don't know if that's going to happen with with Shane this year, this right? Winter, I should say. And and, and like you said, that the factors remain. You know, he he didn't have two previous you know, full seasons to, to sort of base anything off of. So that might have a factor as to why um, he, he wouldn't make uh, a, a breaking the bank sort of uh, a jump in salary for this upcoming season. Uh, expectations for 2022. Uh, I guess if, if Shane Bieber is fully healthy, you would expect Shane Bieber to be your number one uh, frontline ace, go out and make 30 starts, uh, uh, with a goal of pitching 200 innings and somewhere between, you know, 200 and 250 strikeouts. That that are those reasonable expectations for Shane Bieber? Well, he's you know Shane has set the bar high, pretty high for himself, and yeah, and you know Joe, a lot of times when guys spend as much time as as Shane did rehabbing, you know, they get stronger and they their their overall strength, their overall conditioning improves and. Uh, Perhaps that'll, you know, pay dividends for him in, in 2022. Uh, you know, that's why guys don't like to get hurt. They work harder when they're on the injured list than, uh, than, than they do when they're, when they're actually playing. So, uh, you know, perhaps that'll, 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 you know, that'll uh, kind of leak over and, and help him in 2022. But yeah, I think those are reasonable expectations. You know, I, you, you, when you talk about the Cleveland Guardians, rotation you you think about Shane Bieber as the number one guy you know and uh you know no matter what happened this past season he, you know he's he's the Cy Young winner he's the kind of the lead dog yeah as, as much as you talk about Jose Ramirez being the guy that sort of drives the Indian or drives Cleveland offensively uh it's Shane Bieber and his presence that really drives things on the on the pitching side in the rotation if you know you've got Bieber there at the top of your rotation, everything else sort of just falls into place and, and, and has over the last couple of years uh, that the, the club and the staff really uh, take their lead from him, not just on the field, but in the clubhouse as well. Uh, you know, the next area that we want to talk about here is what does he do well? Well, 
you know, of course he strikes out uh, an ungodly number of uh, batters that he faces and uh, his, his control and his command are always great. And, and, you know, X's and O's and nuts and bolts and stuff that he does really well on the field. But all of those intangibles are really what, you know, make Shane Bieber who he is. And he's, he is the guy from everyone in that organization from Chris Antonetti on down recognizes what kind of a leader and, and what kind of a, 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 just a tremendous athlete to have around Shane Bieber really is. Yeah. He is the, uh, the model pitcher from the uh, organization that, you know, cranks out starting pitchers. Uh, what a fourth round draft pick jumped to, from went from in 2016 and what, three years and made it to the big leagues. Uh, you know, one has already won a Cy Young and uh, you know, you know, Pitches looks composed and natural on the mound. Doesn't get rattled. Uh, and we've just seen him, you know, kind of take off in, fr in, in front of our eyes here. Uh, so he is, uh, he's the, uh, you know, I guess he's number one with a bullet next to his name. You know, he's, he's the guy. How will not having Ruben Niebla uh, on the, the coaching staff this season, uh, Niebla obviously moved to San Diego to become the pitching coach. Uh, and, and Niebla was one of the reasons and one of the advocates and one of the, you know, factors in Shane Bieber becoming Shane Bieber. Uh, how will not having Niebla there uh, impact Bieber this year? You know, that, that's a great question. And, and I really don't know. I, you know, I think uh, Shane has progressed to a point in his career where, you know, every, every pitching coach wants, should want, and, and probably does want their pitchers to be their best their, best, their own best coach to know themselves to be able to make adjustments. And, you know, I think uh, Shane has spent enough time, spent enough time with Ruben uh, to um, make those adjustments, to know when, when, when he's doing something wrong. You know, he worked with, with uh, Ruben from the, from the minors up to up right to, to uh, Cleveland, to the big leagues. And Carl Willis has a handle on it as well. So, uh, you know, I think he, you know, Shane probably has his own checkpoints. Will he miss Ruben's? you know, kind of leaning on him probably, I think he would. Yeah. Because, you know, I think all those pitchers were close to Ruben. Uh, and uh, so, you know, that'll take an adjustment period, but, you know, we all thought, um, you know, that, that uh, Trevor Bauer was really kind of the behind the scenes pitching coach on, on this team when, when <laughs> Clevenger and, 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 uh, uh, and Bieber and, and, you know, those guys were here and uh, you know, Trevor, uh, Trevor left and uh, the pitching, the pitching success continued. So, you know, right now it's down to these guys have progressed enough. They're, they're pros, you know, they, they really are their own best coaches. Right. And, you know, I, I think maybe uh, a significant area where they might, and Beaver might miss uh, Niebla specifically is in shaping and maybe redesigning. If he has to go in and tinker with a specific pitch, uh, you know, Niebla was, was able to build things from the ground up. Uh, you, you saw what he did with Savali's, uh, you know, new delivery in the offseason. He's able to go through and, and do those specific things. So I, I think, you know, if there's if, if Bieber ever needs to redesign his changeup, something like that, I, I think that might be an area where uh, Niebla might be missed. But the protocols and the, you know, the, the mechanics of it might already be in place or are already in place for Bieber to be able to find success uh, with himself and, and uh, the rest of the remaining staff there. So 
yeah, uh, it's a significant change, but uh, you know, like you said, Beaver's got the tools in his toolbox to to be able to to go ahead and, and figure things out now uh, moving forward. Uh, what can he improve upon in 2022? What areas does he need to get better? Uh, you know, I guess obviously the you know staying healthy is is the number one, but uh, is there anything specifically on field that you know might be an area where he can improve on? You know, Joe, this is, and you know, this, can, this should be the nitpicking section, you know, right. of, of every, of every podcast we do on these guys. Well, it'll, it'll be funny as we get further down the list and on the 40 man rotate, uh, 40 man roster, there will be plenty of these areas, that, you know, this, <laughs> this, what can he improve on? Each player will have bigger sections like this at the top of the list right now. Like you said, you're sort of searching for stuff. Yeah. You know, if you look at, you know, you know, comparing, uh, Beaver's uh, velocity, you know, from 2020 to 2021, there was a drop, you know, and, you know, I'm sure that you, you're only pitching what 60 games in 2020. So you can kind of let it hang out, but, and in a full season, you know, you, you've got to maybe pace yourself and we don't know how long his shoulder was kind of barking at him either, but you know, his, his, his velo was down on his four seamer about to, almost two miles an hour from uh, 94 point one in in uh 2020 to 92.8 this season this past season uh on his cutter it was uh you know 80 89 to 88 it dropped off so just you know that's kind of stuff and you know I, it's probably not even fair to say that just because he missed so much time and you know when he came back you know he's not gonna he's not gonna try to you know <laughs> break the radar gun here he's you know he's still feeling his way you know in those two september starts so um you know but that's that's about you know that's the only thing i can think of joe i mean velo you know and and his durability can can he you know uh go out there and and stay healthy for a full season and make 30 to 32 starts all right well we come to uh sort of the biggest question and the the biggest sort of issue when you bring up Shane Beaver's name between now and maybe, uh, you know, the beginning of the season in March is, uh, is going to be, where does he fit in the future for Cleveland uh, as a guardian? What, uh, what is Shane Beaver's future with this club? Like we said, he's entering his first year of arbitration. That means uh, you've got control over him. If you want him for the next uh, two seasons beyond 2022, but Ideally, I would think that this franchise would want to lock him up uh, for at least a year or two beyond that, uh, offer him a contract, offer him something. Uh, and, and now with this, this uh, season of injury that he, he missed, uh, uh, like you said, 100 days, maybe is Bieber more willing to, to consider something like that, to have that certainty uh, of a contract in place? Uh, where does he fit with the future? And, uh, you know, it's stating the obvious that, Cleveland would love to lock Beaver up in some sort of contract extension, uh, but but both sides need to be agreeable to it. Yeah, you know, and that's the million dollar question. He uh, they talked to him in spring training last year. They didn't. They couldn't reach an agreement. Um, so uh, you know, I'm sure they they will approach him again. You know, sometime this off season or during spring training. But right now, Joe, they're looking at him for what the 2022 2023 2024 season they have control over them um and 
you know, it's really uh, up to, to Beaver probably if he, if he wants an extension, because it's going to, I would imagine it would be there, but you know, as, as you and I know, the closer these guys get to free agency, the less and less they're, they're going to want to get tied down and to a, to an extension. That's why, you know, last season made a lot of sense. You know, you could sign, sign Beaver for four years, you know, buy up his arbitration years, maybe a, a, a one free agent year, then an option, but uh, you know, that didn't work out. So now you kind of readjust, you know, I, and with, you know, and I always, you know, I always thought that with, uh, with Fr Francisco Lindor, when he, you know, when he missed the start of the season two years ago with the calf injury, if that would have changed his mind that, and shown that he wasn't immortal, that, that he was, that he could get hurt, that, that, uh, you know, there's could be a catastrophe, <laughs> uh, but that it didn't affect, it didn't affect Lindor. He said, I'm still making a lot of money. I, I'm still, you know, I'm still confident in myself and I'm sure, I'm sure Beaver feels the same way. Right. Yeah. I, with the, with the body of work that he already has sort of under his belt at such a young age, uh, like Lindor did, uh, you know, it's hard to, hard to believe that he would, he would think that there's not a club out there that's going to pay him. So uh, I, <laughs> I, the hope is that he's more open to those, those kinds of conversations uh, this year. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe they can get something done. You would certainly like to see him uh, remain in Cleveland beyond 2024, 2025, but uh, obviously free agency is, it's, it, it's such a, it's so hard because here in Cleveland, we're so conditioned to be looking at that, uh, that earliest possible free agent date and saying, well, that's it. He's gone after that. Or before that, if, if Cleveland wants to trade him, uh, which is, has been the, their, their MO over the last several years with guys like uh, Bauer and Clevenger and, and, and Kluber. So uh yeah, I, I guess the, the hope is that, that things work out, but, you know, I, I would not be surprised if they don't. Yeah, and Joe, the one difference between Lindor and, and, and Bieber is Lindor's a position player. You know, right. a strained calf muscle isn't going to end his career. Bieber is, you know, most pitchers are what, what, they, what do they say? You're one pitch away from, from you know, it being, you know, kind of starting all over and maybe going home and getting another job. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, they're a different animal and perhaps that, that'll make an impression. Who knows? Right. Well, uh, Bieber did get engaged uh, during the season. So, you know, maybe there's a, there, there's something to factor into wanting to, you know, set things up for the future for himself personally, uh, who knows, but we'll be looking forward to uh, whatever news we can get uh, on Shane Bieber and the latest here uh, on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. Hoinsey, we'll talk to you again tomorrow when we'll be talking uh, about uh, the the number five guy in the the war rankings, uh, Ahmed Rosario.